And thank you for joining us for our Cane and Rinse Sound of Play Holiday Special Spectacular 2016. We hope that you had as much fun listening to it as we had making it. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. All right, and you guys can go ahead and stop recording. Good show, everyone. That was mm. that was really incredible. Yeah, <laughs> that, really, that went really, uh, really quite well, I thought. I'm surprised we got away with some of it, but, you know, it was ambitious. <laughs> uh, they were, you know, if, effectively like the audio equivalent of fireworks and dancing girls. Yeah, well, it was really cool of uh, Tim Schafer and Cliffy B to drop by, yeah. you know, kind of unexpectedly. But uh, that I guess that's what the Patreon money is for, right? <laughs> yeah, and we got uh, we got old David Hater to do his, uh, his his old solid snake voice, got him out of retirement. That was pretty awesome. Yeah. The war on Christmas yeah. has changed. Rock for Ron Perlman. Yeah, yeah. Wow, yeah. Yeah, proper. and who would have ever guessed that Jay Taylor has such a lovely singing voice? Oh, uh, that was the, really something spectacular. That's the real surprise. I, I teared up a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I can't wait did. for everybody to hear this. Yeah, voice what of an angel. Like, um, yeah. It sounds like he's been, um, I was going to say euthanized, but I, I meant uh, like, <laughs> like eunuchized, whatever, the, whatever yeah, the, yeah. You know, castrated. <laughs> Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know how he does that. I, I, prob- I'm sure he gets that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, as much fun as this has been, it's about time that I got to be heading back home. I got some uh, stuff to do later today, so uh, I just. Uh oh, uh, guys, it looks like the uh, the doorknob is completely frozen solid. We have a reverse Home Alone situation here. Oh no. Uh, let me mm. check outside. Oh. The window's entirely snowed over. Crikey. Um, uh, we might be uh, stuck in here for a little bit. We got half a bowl of punch and, uh, okay. and three three chunky logs, four smaller ones. Um, yeah, and a couple of couple of Havana cigars left, so each, I well, mean, I obviously. I've got a little bit of hot chocolate left. Hot chocolate? Well, it's not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. I mean, we're we're stuck in the studio, but we're around friends, and uh, you know, as long as we can get out here within the next couple hours or so, then uh, I, I'm not going to be late for anything myself, unless you yeah. guys have other plans. Or uh, are you cool to just kind of like kick it until uh, the snow blows Definitely over? Definitely cool. Well, yeah. yeah, I mean, we should probably right. get something to do though. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, uh, hey, Mikhail, why don't you go ahead and uh, get a fire mm-hmm. going? That sounds yeah, really nice. Uh, and I'll just uh, pull on up over to this piano that we have in our studio but haven't ever used before to just plunk out a little uh, little song that I like called Lullaby, Happy Version. Um, this was composed by Can Gao, who created uh, To the Moon, which y'all remember that we covered back in Canaan Rinse 134. But this one in particular is from another game that he did before that called Do You Remember My Lullaby, which is a really sweet, really short story, probably about 20 minutes or so. And it's actually entirely non-interactive, but it's made in the same RPG Maker engine that uh, To the Moon was made in. So it has kind of a similar style, but it's a very sentimental story about a uh, uh, mother preparing for Christmas for a child. I uh, won't spoil anything, but it's just a nice kind of heartwarming story. Um, kind of sad as well, but uh, it's uh, yeah, just a nice, con- completely non-interactive cutscene that uh, he put together. And it kind of serves as like a really neat predecessor to a lot of the things that to the moon was doing as well so it's a it's a sweet song Uh, this is the happy version of the song there are Mm. two versions of it that he sells on the soundtrack um but yes this is lullaby happy version by ken gao let's see if i can still remember how to do this play it ryan 
Ah, oh, very cool. That fire's coming along nicely. Beautifully played. Mm. Toasty warm. Yeah. <laughs> Thank Indeed. you very much. Uh, well, if you don't oh. mind, uh, if you don't mind scooting over a little bit, I have hmm. uh, a piano piece of my own that I might like oh, yeah. to run by. Yeah, sure. I would love to hear something. Sure, this could be kind of fun. We can so just kind of listen to music and. <laughs> kick back Very and just talented. have a nice time. <laughs> I, uh, so I played I Am Setsuna earlier this year. Uh, mm-hmm. The game was okay. It wasn't wonderful. I didn't think it was very standard uh, for mm. for what it was. Uh, it had a very heavy Chrono Trigger influence, which is great, uh, but it didn't quite have the heart, I thought, that, that Chrono Trigger really did. Uh, so I actually ended up liking the soundtrack considerably more than I liked the game itself. So uh, much that so- you learnt it on the piano. Exactly. It's a very heavy uh, piano soundtrack. Uh, and um, mm. one of the songs that I really like is uh, one of the main overworld uh, themes, and it's called The Winter Breeze. Uh, it is by uh, Tomoki Miyoshi. Uh, and uh, he did, uh, I believe, the, the majority of the soundtrack. Um, this is kind of an offshoot of Square Enix uh, called Tokyo RPG Factory. This is the first mm-hmm. game that they've actually put out. So um, hopefully they will We'll, uh, they will refine things a little bit, uh, and we'll see a little bit more from them. But that's a, that's a PlayStation 4 game from earlier this year, and um, it's 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 fun, and it's not too terribly long for an RPG. I think there's it's maybe eight or ten hours. Um, very pretty, very uh, very um, snowy, and uh, kind of kind of feels right for a day like this. Seems very fitting, yeah. All right, so take it away. The Winter Breeze by Tomoki Miyoshi from I Am Setsuna. What was the holiday season for you like growing up? Did you have any traditions? What was it that you celebrated, or or was it just kind of a, a time off of school? It was uh, it was Christmas. It was um, it was hmm. a non Christian Christmas. I grew up in a in a, a secular house, uh, agnostic or possibly even atheistic. But we did Christmas mm-hmm. because it's the done thing, and it was. For me, it was about the the lights on the tree and the angel hair and the glitter and the tinsel and the sweets and the presents and all that 
fine stuff. Um, religion didn't really come into it. So, um, in, f- in fact, if anything, my, my family lent towards uh, sort of folk music and, and pagan leanings. So it was more the traditional midwinter solstice celebration. Uh, but obviously, you know, for convenience sake, it was all hung around the, the Christmas thing. Yeah, uh, which sure. is kind of still what we do today, really, with me and my girlfriend and friends. You know, we treat this time of year as a time to get together and overindulge in sweet things and alcoholic things although I don't do that anymore but um, <laughs> mm. yeah and I, I have enormously fond memories of the season uh, and the holidays and the twinkling lights and obviously in my head I imagine snow on the ground but actually the reality is that in uh, in the south of England snow when it does occasionally come tends to be January, February very very seldom actually on Christmas itself but obviously watching all the all the special films and the kids TV and all that sort of thing and certainly playing Christmassy feeling games and one of the pieces that I strongly associate with Christmas um, is a piece that actually sounds like from the title. Uh, you might think it was more of a Halloweeny thing, but when you hear it, you're, I think I think you'll get it. Um, it's from mm. uh, World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck, uh, or to give it its original Japanese name, I love Mickey and Donald, the mysterious magic box. Uh, it's a game we covered along with Castle of Illusion and Quackshot, starring Donald Duck, back in uh, Kane and Rince podcast, issue 54. And yes, this Spider's Cave piece uh, by one or both of Hario Oguro and Tomoko Sasaki, uh, really always conjured up for me um, the the sort of animation. It seemed to fit so perfectly, the, the sort of classic Disney animation. It made me think of some of the sounds that they managed to get out of the, uh, the, the old Yamaha FM uh, sound chip that's in the Mega Drive. I think that's right. Um, actually sounded like those little steam whistles and things. You think about Steamboat Willie and early um, Fleischer cartoons and Tex Avery where you'd have like the animated machinery kind of playing music. Mm. And actually in the game, this scene uh, is in a spider's cave along spider's webs and there's glittering jewels in the background and there's nothing especially Christmas about it. But I got the game for uh, Christmas. I think uh, it was from my mum. I was, I mean, I was not a child at this point. I should say I was uh, 20 years old, but, you know, 20 year old boys are basically children. So um, (laughs) I still associate this everything about this with uh, with that kind of Christmassy magic, um, the whole game, really. Uh, And yeah, particularly this piece of music, Spider's Cave. So have a listen, see see what you all think of it.
So, Mikhail, do you have any particular games that you like to play over the holiday season? Um, not so much. Um, I usually end up uh, playing a little bit of a, of a Zelda game. Um, but mm -hmm. there is, uh, there's one game that I might be tempted every now and then, every now and then on a Christmas day to, um, to pull out uh, just for, for that per uh, particular occasion. And that's uh, Diddy Kong Racing, which was uh, covered in Kenny Rin's mm. episodes, episode 156. And um, I particularly like to race on the Frosty Village track, which is just like a, a little cutesy Christmas town, uh, very atmospheric, foggy, mm. yeah, foggy uh, atmosphere and uh, traffic lights through the forest. And there's uh, this little congestion of, uh, of of houses with uh, and, and candy canes all uh, all very christmas like mm. and uh, of course there's uh, the frosty village track uh, as uh, as composed by david weiss the ever reliable david weiss and um, yeah it just f fits it perfectly you know it's it's got it's got sleigh bells and uh, you know <laughs> every every Christmas song uh, needs sleigh bells, of course, mm -hmm. and honking farty saxophones. It also has. <laughs> That's true. It, it actually uh, has a, it's on the N64. It has a little bit of a, a country and a western vibe in it as well, right? And I think the melody uh, takes quite a bit of inspiration from uh, Winter Wonderland. Uh, yes. it sounds like one of those tunes where <laughs> right, yeah. uh, David David Wise did six six of the seven notes or whatever it is you're apocryphally allowed to do before you infringe upon copyright. Yeah. So. so <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you can definitely hear that. Yeah, yeah and so, of course, uh, David Wise, from uh, who was the lead composer on the Donkey Kong Country series, I believe Kirk Hope was the uh, kind of top-billed composer for this particular game. But, um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's neat to see David Wise reunited with his, his Donkey Kong friends again for this, uh, this, this other Donkey Kong-related adventure. So, yeah, let's go ahead and listen to some uh, Frosty Village by David Wise from Diddy Kong Racing.
chicken sweet. Got one of these nice chocolate. Do we have any caramels being passed around right now? I'm in the mood for one of those. Being passed around my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can keep it then. Oh. Uh, so, Leah, is there anything in particular that you and your family like to eat around the holiday season? Uh, well, I have uh, I have had a lot of Chex Mix already this season. Um, yeah, that that seems that seems to be an almost exclusively American thing. Um, it's excellent, I hear. Yeah, it it is. It is excellent, particularly when you make it uh, when you make it fresh. But uh, yeah, lots so this of, next uh, song is from Chex Quest. Yes. <laughs> took a little bit of doing to find the soundtrack, but um, yeah, I you know it's it's. The holidays are for me a time I, I live apart from a lot of my family. We we um, it's a, a pretty significant drive uh, to get to where my grandparents and many of my cousins and aunts and uncles and everything are. Um, so when I was growing up, um, the holidays were really some of the only times that I got to see a lot of these people. And mm, yeah. um, I do have a, a number of cousins who are all around my age. And uh, and sometimes we would, uh, weather permitting, go outside and have snowball fights. And uh, that's, <laughs> that's kind of uh, what made me think of uh, the song that I want to play for you guys right now. It's um, a song from Final Fantasy Tactics Advance for the Game Boy Advance. Uh, and it's, that's a game that I never finished. I've never finished one of the tactics games because I'm abysmally bad at uh, at turn-based strategy but um, i finished this one i finished Yay. this one I did. <laughs> <laughs> well if, if we're if we're going to be st- stuck here for long it might be one of those games to to bust out and uh, try to get through it yeah. could be the game boy advance <laughs> my game boy advance my yeah. game boy advance probably still has a charge in it that thing lasted yeah. forever mm, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not so much the 3ds but uh yeah, no. so uh, one of the tutorial battles uh, when you're just getting into this game is uh, is a snowball fight, and I thought that was a really clever thing to do. And there's uh, there's some some pretty cute music that goes along with it. Uh, so it, uh, it's kind of something that I think of when I start thinking of the holidays and winter and snowball fights. <laughs> so I think we should go ahead and take a listen. Hey, it booted right on up, didn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you've got uh we are right towards the end of december here uh, what are your plans as far as getting together with family getting together with friends anything or are you just kind of buckling down this year um the standard standard family stuff it's uh it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of this this thing now christmas where it has become a very contemplative time for me personally where i think back of when when i'm amongst family and friends to think about the people that are no no longer there mm-hmm. 
that uh, we've uh, celebrated Christmases mm-hmm. of the past of, but also being aware of my kids and that this time is probably as magical as uh, as my Christmases used to be for me when I was a child. Um, Hmm. So it's it's all in all it's it's kind of a bittersweet time for me. Uh, more sweet than bitter, though. Are there any uh, movies you like to watch with your family when you get together? I know that's always a fun activity that everybody can kind of you know bundle up under blankets on the couch and and make some popcorn and hot cocoa and uh, throw a throw a, a piece of cinematic history on. There's one um, Christmas uh, movie that I've liked above all others, and it's uh, Scrooge, uh, starring uh, Bill Murray. <laughs> but yeah. but um, I just watched that last night. Really, <laughs> our our offer on Netflix uh, is uh, is so meager that that's one of the films that that's missing from <laughs> from the uh, from the lineup every year. So uh, I don't know. I, I might have to find some other means to to watch that movie this year. Hmm. It's interesting you say that because I've uh, I was uh, just listening to some some other uh, video game music and uh, one track uh, that is particularly wintry was uh, um, featured on a uh, Super Nintendo game that is a, a licensed game, actually, from uh, the film Hook uh, by... Was it Steve? No, it was Chris Columbus, right, the director? It was Spielberg. No, uh, it was Spielberg. Spielberg, right, yeah. And it's. I think that, that yeah. I'm pretty sure that movie came out around Christmas time. I think I watched it originally at the time. I don't remember what time of the year it came out, but uh, yeah, it, I, I associate it with, with kind of the holidays, too, so maybe that is a thing. Yeah. There's a certain magic about and I, it. I remember playing that that game as well. It came out a, a year later after afterwards, and uh, it it's a, it was a I, I borrowed it from a friend. It's a it's a fairly mediocre platformer. Uh, the, the movement is kind of slow. The the level design is not mm. particularly interesting. Uh, there's a, an interesting flight option, but what really got me about that game is how excellent the music sounded. And uh, it was a fair it was a fairly early Super Nintendo release. But it was pretty impressive in the sound department, and especially the uh, the mm. track that I just mentioned, Neverland Tundra. It has a, a, a hip, hypnotic harp loop in there, and a calm, soothing beat, and some some uh, movie score type brass work, I should say, if I'm not completely out of my league here. <laughs> and uh, sounds good. Um, yeah, and 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 it fits the the stage that you're walking through uh, quite quite well there's this the, the, the skies are bluish gray you're walking around icy platforms and there's this bleak winter winter sun trying to to push through the through the, the thick blue gray haze and um, yeah it's uh, it's one track of the whole game that uh, even though the game is fairly forgettable but that track uh, was always something i uh, i remembered and what was the title of that track once neverland called? tundra and the uh, the composers are Tetsuya Furumoto, Katsunori Ujie, and uh, it was programmed by Takafumi Fujisawa. Also, maybe it's interesting to, to note that uh, it was pub- published by uh, the software publishing arm of Sony at the time, called Sony ImageSoft. That was way before <laughs> there was a, huh. or way before there was a couple of years before there was an actual PlayStation, and uh, and the developers yeah. of the game were called was a, was a fairly small development house called uh, Ukiyote Company Limited.
Now, going back to Christmas memories of my own, mm. uh, I, I did grow up in a religious family, and that's always been a kind of an interesting, uh, interesting part of going back home as well. Um, you know, while I think I have kind of a natural personality that uh, is more inclined towards uh, towards skepticism and stuff like that, it's still there's something kind of comforting, just you know, like going home and seeing the. Uh, the same kinds of, you know, rituals and not, not rituals in that sense, but, uh, you know, the traditions. I know what that's, you mean. That's a nicer word for it. Ritualistic practices. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the how sacrifices. we've ended up with only a negative uh, connotation for rituals because it doesn't, yeah. a, a ritual can be can be a positive yeah. thing or or it doesn't necessarily have to involve the uh, the goat blood and the virgin sure. sacrifice that yours probably does <laughs> wherever you come from, right? Yeah, yeah but it's... Um, you know, there's there's something that is, and this is probably speaking from a place of privilege as somebody who hasn't been personally attacked or made to feel unsafe by religion in any particular way, but there's a certain kind of intrigue to it. There's a certain romanticism about, uh, and, and part of the same reason why I'm really interested in uh, like horror novels and stuff like that is because it's like humanity's response to being pushed to the brink of our understanding of the universe. Mm. And when we encounter something that doesn't fit within our mold, that we are kind of comfortable keeping in mind um, that, that allows us to live our lives without going crazy, then we have to come up with some kind of explanation. And it's, um, it, it's always interesting to see, you know, some people despair, some people uh, turn towards the uh, kind of hopefulness and, tradition of religion and it's just an interesting uh you know an interesting thing and as long as people are respectful about it then there can be some real uh, kind of beauty in that as well and that's one of the things that i uh like to 
uh, listen to this particular soundtrack for. This is from Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, which is uh, composed by Jessica Curry, put up by the Chinese Room back in 2015. And while this game wasn't explicitly religious, it was about a supernatural uh, kind of horrific event happening in this small town. And uh, kind of all of the villagers' reactions to this strange otherworldly event happening and it being kind of a small town (laughs) uh, there were a lot of folks who did kind of gravitate towards seeking answers from the church and i think that one of the reasons why we're kind of naturally inclined to do that is because the church has i mean for all intents and purposes just kind of always existed and always been powerful and You know, you step inside one of those grand, like, Catholic cathedrals, and you can can see the stonework that's unlike anything you've ever seen before. You can see the stained glass windows, the paintings, and the the sounds of the choir's voices kind of ambiently bouncing off of all of the stonework. And there is something that feels kind of otherworldly about it, something that aspires to grandeur in a way that uh, we as a species don't often enough allow ourselves to do, which is kind of part of the appeal of, of going to church and of doing, you know, being a part of that uh, whole religious experiment. (laughs) Um, And this is one of the things that I think that this soundtrack in particular really nails down. There's a certain kind of like heavenly quality about it. And, um, you know, there's, as I said before, a lot of kind of religious references uh, in this game. Uh, the title even is a religious reference, calling back to some of the kind of end times belief from the uh, Christian, uh, from many Christians' beliefs, not universally. But it's a beautiful track, but it's also very kind of minor key in a way that a lot of kind of older church hymns and stuff were, like for as kind of hopeful as uh, religion and uh, Christianity in particular usually likes to paint itself being, I'm always really interested when there's that, uh, that sense of um, not despair necessarily, but there's so much gravitas that it can only be like properly expressed through these very kind of emotionally heavy uh, minor key songs and stuff. So yeah, let's, uh, let's listen to some Everybody's Gone to the Rapture. This particular track is called Finding the Pattern composed by Jessica Curry and uh, you know let's uh, let's reflect on uh, just you know religion being an important part of this season not only for the Christians but also for the Jews and for uh, other groups as well so uh, this is finding the pattern by Jessica Curry
So Ryan, the Christmas spectacular that we've recorded, we've got in the can. Uh, yes. When are you hoping to? Uh, when do you think we'll put that live for for the listeners? Ah, uh, well, it's a little bit more complicated in edit yeah, than sure. uh, I'm used to. We have probably uh, ten to fifteen lavalier mics, as well as the uh, the the yeah. um, space mic that we got to uh, to mic the tap dancers routine. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be a little bit more involved, but I, I I think I should be able to have it out on Wednesday. Mm, the Car Moon dancers, yeah, the uh, yeah mm-hmm. the 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 troupe. I, I enjoyed <laughs> that. Yeah, so I guess by the time this comes out, people. Um, I guess people listening will know that um, issue 251 of the podcast is um, everybody's gone to the rapture. Obviously, we did cover uh, Vessel and Dear Esther quite some time ago on uh, Cane and Rinse 34. But um, but yeah, it'd be nice to um, pick up with the, the Chinese room when we return in, um, I think it's uh, January the 15th. Yeah, always a favorite studio of mine. Leon, do you have uh, any tradition of... of- traveling or or going places with your family and loved ones just taking some time to kind of get away from the old stomping grounds or do you typically like to kind of uh, bundle up and and stay inside around the tree or whatever decorations you like i would like to i would like to stay in more than than i get to uh most most <laughs> christmases are, are doing family things which uh, you know it's fine uh, i like it it's 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 always pleasant um but th- yeah this has been going back you know for forever with but, you know, different families that have been in my life, my own, as well as partners and things like that. And, uh, yeah, we get we get spoiled rotten and uh, fed uh, a ridiculous amount of food and uh, drink and uh, given an insane, insanely generous quotas of presents. Um, but I do sometimes, uh, you know, harbour the fantasy of just staying in all snug. But, uh, yeah, it's something we get to do quite a lot anyway, so it doesn't seem like... Uh, much of a sacrifice really to spend some quality time with the family especially now we have a young niece so there is um, for, for you know for quite a few years it was an all adults only affair not in a not in a porny way um, but in a uh, in a <laughs> there weren't any kids around um, oh new nieces don't come from nowhere <laughs> yeah well well that's true yeah um, so but now we have a, a seven-year-old niece and obviously each Christmas she's been one year older uh, so it's quite mm. it's been quite fun to watch her you know going through the stages of Christmas from barely you know bare cognition to being insanely excited and you know totally mm. totally getting the magic and yeah it makes you realize how brief a period that will be as well uh, like Mikhail was saying about his own children uh, I believe he's the only one of us here locked in this cabin who who has uh, mm. has has his own children at this point so is this going to be uh, Darren's first christmas with his baby yeah yes yes Definitely. absolutely yeah. Yeah. no cute <laughs> yes little garget uh wonderful he, she's uh she's she's wearing her cane and rinse onesie right now uh well she was earlier she's probably not right now because it's probably covered in puke or shit or one of those things that the babies do as, but, um, as they do that, that's what they it do was cute yeah. earlier yeah totally yeah. yeah uh which is why i don't have one uh or several but but it's nice to um have a borrow of children uh you know to 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 get to enjoy that uh without the hassle <laughs> so if we uh, if we do manage to get out of here uh at any time tonight um i'm supposed to be going to a friend's house who has a uh, seven-year-old son and a four-year-old daughter and I, we have been friends for so long that I have watched these kids grow up and um, mm. I am taking them. Uh, I, I like to be the spoiling Aunt Leah, so I take them. Yeah. <laughs> I have uh, stuffed Pokeballs that I'm going to give to them. They're oh, probably yeah, going to get thrown. In, uh, last week's yeah, they're play. probably <laughs> going to get thrown at people, but um, 
Yeah. Well, of course. That's half the let, fun. Let, let uh, the parents deal with the aftermath, right? At least I didn't give them anything that makes noise. <laughs> that was always my parents' mm. rule. Yeah. I did that on yeah. purpose to a couple of friends. But I think, um, sort of back to your question, Ryan, I think what I associate mm. most with the, with the season is, uh, is, as far as possible, staying inside and fighting. Um, sometimes virtually, sometimes really. Um, uh, one one game that I associate forever with Christmas is Tekken. Weirdly, um, I got my first PlayStation. <laughs> well, yeah, I got my first PlayStation for Christmas 1995, and mm. uh, it was uh, my then girlfriend uh, bought it for me, and it was kind of a surprise. wasn't really expecting it, um, and I got Tekken and Doom with it. I think. Uh, and it was hugely exciting, um, and uh, the sa- the soundtrack to that Christmas was, as well as the you know the horrible sounds of hell from uh, from Doom, especially that PlayStation version with its uh, chilling ambient soundtracks. It was the sound of um, you know snapping necks and arms in in Tekken. But I do remember this particular track from uh, what was you know effectively the winter stage in an Antarctica uh, set location, King George Island. Uh, and this track, although it goes into a bit of a kind of 90s video gamey semi-dance kind of thing, it starts off with uh, with some chimes and it's got some sleigh bell kind of stuff and it's got some go. howling wind. Sleigh bells. Yeah, totally. Sleigh bells. Uh, and yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think this, this still really is has the power to transport me right back to uh, Christmas 21 mm. years ago and um, fighting endlessly with... Uh, my friend Simon and my girlfriend on Tekken. It was polygons and it blew our mind. (laughs) King George Island from Tekken.
as is the norm with uh, tracks like this. I don't know who composed it, but uh, credited on the game are Yoshie Arakawa and Yoshie Takayanagi, just for mm. the sake of completion. <laughs> oh, well, I uh, I was going to save these for a, for a party I'm going to afterwards, but it looks like we're going to be stuck in here for a little while, so I do have a platter of, uh, of deviled eggs if we don't have any... Uh, any allergies in the studio right deviled now? Eggs. Is that okay what, with everybody? Remind me what's in a deviled egg? Uh, I think it's just eggs and the devil, if I remember correctly. <laughs> but um, mm, I'm not sure. I, I think I, the, I'm think a vegetarian. Mayonnaise, is it? <laughs> am, I, am I allowed to eat devil? I don't know. Does that really count as... Well, you know, I won't tell anybody, so... <laughs> <laughs> that Mikhail's gone to sleep. Oh, dear. Oh, should, should we... <gasps> oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, sorry. It's all that not... food. Thanks, thanks for jostling him, Leah. Must have off next to the fire. It's getting really warm and cozy up in here. That is cozy yeah. in here, Have isn't a deviled egg. Thanks. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, I think it's high time you shared another tune with us. Right, right. Yeah, give oh. us something cold and snowy. Oh, where was I? Oh, yeah. Um, Donkey Kong Country, of course. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Also a game that's... Uh, sleigh bells? <laughs> no, sleigh bells, no. It's a, it's a game that uh, came out uh, around the holiday season and I forever associate you can it's it's a fairly tropical game but it's it has of course a uh, an arctic uh set of uh, levels as well um slippy slidey ice world is the technical phrase right there you go <laughs> <laughs> and um I, at the time uh, in my my parents home i had the uh, the attic room and there was no sense or heating in there uh i just had, had this little other than the 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 comfortable fireplace here i had just had this little electrical heater and i it was one of the one of those games where i actually it just looking at the screen and hearing the music it just made made me feel really really cold what was so memorable and impressive about the first level uh that the track northern hemisphere is from is that uh it starts out sunny but as you proceed through the level the skies get darker and darker and this Huge snowstorm uh, starts uh, starts coming in, and the the music complements it very well. It's very uh, chilling and uh, even a bit tense. Even a bit tense. Yeah, there's a lot of the kind of brutality of winter in this one more than the uh, more than the holiday cheer. This one's very much about like it, it feels like you're stuck out in a snowstorm and you don't know whether you're going to survive the night. Yeah. Kind of like we're up and now. It's it's strangely comforting, uh, comforting at the same time, uh, especially if you mm. sit, uh, if you're sitting inside and uh, outside it's it's cold. All right, so let's go ahead and listen to that. Northern Hemisphere by Evelyn Fisher from Donkey Kong Country. Thank you. 
So I like that, that Donkey Kong track that you played there. That is a, a chilly track. Do I remember correctly that the Donkey Kong sprite would kind of like shiver in those tracks? Or am I misremembering that or attributing that from a different game? Um, pretty sure that's, that's kind a, of his idle animation. No, I don't think, I think he just has his regular idle animation in there. Uh, okay. Yeah, I might be, might be making that up. That's probably when they started to go crazy with more memory on the later versions of the game or, or mm. possibly once, even that once we be. got into the... Uh, Tropical Freeze era. Yeah, that's right. Uh, the newest Donkey Kong Country game also has a very kind of icy theme to it. Well, at least the uh, the box art does. You don't get to the actual icy levels until like the last world of the game. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's always been a part of the Donkey Kong oeuvre in a way. I just ordered a copy of Tropical Freeze. It was on a very good, good sale and I haven't played it yet. So Good choice. Good purchase. Excellent. It's, yeah, beautifully made. Mm-hmm. Very fun. And the soundtrack is to die for, I think. You know, speaking of some kind of Wii U era Nintendo stuff, I think, you know, nobody really does the kind of jolliness of the season better than the Mario series. You know, they have just really kind of bouncy and fun soundtracks for pretty much every uh, every game that he's been a part of. And Super Mario 3D World, I think, is no exception. And so if if you'll permit me this this particularly jolly track... And this is Snowball Park by Mahito Yokoda. And uh, this this one is, uh, it kind of has that like polka energy to it that Mario gets every once in a while. Uh, it definitely has a very, very Christmassy sound uh, with some just real kind of light and wispy instruments all kind of playfully dancing around each other. And uh, I, I think it's a nice one. Um, does anybody else have any strong memories of the kind of wintry stages in 3D World in particular? You can ice skate in there. That's right. So. <laughs> yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, just like in uh, Super Mario Galaxy you oh, could as well. Yeah. Those, mm-hmm. like, God, yeah. But this is, uh, this time it's with the use of an uh, of an object, right? The uh, the Kuribo shoe, shoe uh, with, yeah. a, with an ice skate under it. <laughs> that's a little ice skate yeah. on the bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's completely adorable. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it does remind me of that uh, that one level from Mario Galaxy 2, I believe, that uh, where you had to, and I don't want to spoil it for people, but you would take a non-wintry level and turn it into a wintry level. Do you remember yeah. that one? Absolutely. Yeah. Flame, yeah. freeze flame galaxy. Yeah. Uh, I think it is. And you switch, you switch the fires to the, to the ice and the, and the vice versa. Yeah. Some of the extraordinary imagination on show in, yeah. in galaxy, mm. in both the galaxy you have games. To hop up the waterfalls at the end there. Oh. It was something really special. <laughs> Still praying for Super Mario One and Galaxy One and Two HD on the Switch. That would be a dream come true, as far as I'm that concerned. That would be pretty incredible. Yeah. I wonder yes. how they, those games would look in HD. Probably pretty good. Ah, oh, stunning. Yeah. I, yeah. Think. I think. I think technically um, 480p, so that mm-hmm. is within I think the HD realm. But uh, yeah, proper 1080p would be wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. And um, yeah, I think people have upscaled them on on uh, Dolphin emulator and stuff. I watched some Super Mario Sun shine recently at 1080p mm. 60 frames a second and it really really did translate extremely well uh, yeah so i would love to see that and uh i think we know now that um nintendo will uh re-release things uh, <laughs> as many times <laughs> as they possibly can mm. uh they yeah. feel they do not to. seem to be shy about it <laughs> no certainly not um and reusing assets is, is not an issue either as as we've just seen on the iphone recently but mm-hmm. yeah, I also have very strong Christmas uh, feelings for Super Mario 3D World in particular. 
um, because I did get it for Christmas um, in the year it came out in 2013. And I was having a bit of a tough time mental health wise at that point, And it really did help uh, get me through a, a very dark winter. So I will mm. always treasure it for that. Yeah, so let's go ahead and listen to Snowball Park by Mahito Yokota from Super Mario 3D World. <laughs> starting to get dark out there. I can kind of see the sun setting over the trees, and it doesn't really look like the snow is letting up just yet, but uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that we'll be able to, to get out of here pretty soon. But regardless, I've been having a pretty pleasant afternoon. I just kind of slowing down a little bit. We don't get to do that very often these days. Yeah. True enough. Yes. That is true. Yeah, it's funny how this, these types of situations where you're forced to stay in one place can uh, be very meditative in uh, in some aspects. Very yeah, calming, and, calming and soothing. Unbelievable. Yeah, kind of getting away from the city and going back to uh, just kind of a cabin in the middle of a more kind of rural place. Uh, yeah, does that, that sound like, you know, we could almost make a video game about that kind of thing in particular. Well, it's funny you should mention that. <laughs> <laughs> so I I have heard some very, very good things about uh, Stardew Valley, which hmm. uh, recently was ported to the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One. It started out as a, as a uh, I don't even know if it was originally a Steam game. I know you can get it on Steam now. Uh, yeah, it's also a, on good old games and various yeah. other services, yeah. It was actually gifted to me on Steam, uh, and Beautiful. I haven't uh, I haven't started playing it yet because I know that once I do, I'm That's going it. to go really really <laughs> deep. Yeah, so uh, I'm I'm hoping uh, that during this Christmas break I will have a little bit of time that I can just really sink into it uh, because this is entirely uh, up my alley. Are you a Harvest Moon veteran? Not Harvest Moon so much, um, but I. Uh, I do enjoy sim type games and um, mm. that kind of management thing. Uh, there are 
certain goals that you can go for in uh, in Har- in uh, Stardew Valley, um, certain uh, places that you can build up, and overall town management type things. Uh, and plus, there's uh, little bits of dating sim in there where you can uh, you can pursue various other villagers and uh, and I just I really think that I'm going to get into all of the minutia of um, of getting a successful farm going and I'm probably going to sound like a crazy person so uh, I hope you guys are ready for that um, it's gonna yeah. it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be intense I think um, but I have actually been listening to some of the music and uh, because it does follow a uh, a village and the the farm that you own that is that is attached to that village there's a pretty heavy focus on the differences between seasons as you go through time and um pertinent to our current situation uh mm-hmm. there is a very lovely winter track uh that has um a a heavy emphasis on like bells and i, I i'm not sure whether it's just bells or i think there's a, a xylophone in there as well i hope it's sleigh bells um, yeah it's not sleigh bells but it's close <laughs> <laughs> so, but um yeah it um it's it's kind of light sounding but at the same time it's not it's not necessarily necessarily cheerful it's it's more of a a somber tone i guess um a little more laid back than than the activity that spring and summer would bring which it makes sense for a farm it's going to be a, a little less busy everything's going to be kind of uh, fallow and covered up so uh yeah the, the winter track uh by eric barone uh is winter nocturne of ice and um it is it is a very lovely piece from stardew valley and uh it's kind of reminding me of that right now uh with how it looks outside and um if we get stuck in here, uh, maybe eventually I can get my Steam connection back. I mean, there's a lot of computers in here, but I don't know. Yeah, it'd be nice to kind of fire up. But until yeah. then, let's listen to some Winter Nocturne of Ice by Eric Barone from Stardew Valley.
Ah, what a nice track. Well, uh... It's starting to, uh, smell a little funny. I don't think the deviled eggs have turned. <laughs> is it? Is that the, the fire is smelling... Smelling a little weird. Feels a little hot. I don't, I don't know. It smells a bit chemically, mm. though. Uh, Mikhail, what did you what did you put in there to oh, begin well, with? The, the 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 wood was a bit humid, so it didn't really get going in the beginning. So I mm -hmm. saw these these canisters laying around, and they had some uh, some I don't know some sort of black tape in there, and that really lit a wait, fire, wait. man. You, you describe these canisters. What do these canisters look yeah, like? Yeah, just like those, uh, you know, like. Um, Tin can uh, style style canisters with uh, with with tape in them. Oh no! Did they have anything written on them? Uh, I I didn't pay it any mind here. They're they're over here. See for yourself. Uh, see if these empty can. Oh no! Oh no! 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 Whoa, whoa. The sound of play holiday extravaganza. It's written right here, Mikhail. Oh man, I didn't see it. It was it was awfully dark in that corner. Okay, just no, no, quick, quick. We have uh, anything that's kind of long that I can use to pull the tape out. Let's see if I can save anything. Oh gosh, uh. I hope that we still have Josh Garrity's heartfelt number at the end there. Oh, it's got this uh, game GameCube to GBA cable. You could use it as a sort ah, of that'll fishing have to line. Do. All right, let's see if I can kind of lasso this I little bit. I don't out. think it's working. Oh no. no. Uh, oh, I've got a little bit. Oh, I see some on the end there. Okay. Mm. It's uh, kind of goopy and melty now. Uh, this, well, let's, uh, this bit's yeah. smoking, but I mean, I might have saved some I, of it. I think we can save whatever is here, though. You know, maybe we got a little bit of the Tim Schafer moment, and we can uh, just kind of editing magic, try to build the rest of it back up. But let's, let's take a quick little listen to what we have left. We'll never get Shigeru Miyamoto back on, though. Joining us for our Cane and Rinse Sound of Play Holiday Special Spectacular 2016. We hope that you had as much fun listening to it as we had making it. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. All right, and you guys can go ahead and stop recording. Good show, everyone. That's it. That's all that we have after all of the money that we spent, after oh, all of the work oh, that it took no. to put this together. Whoa, whoa, oh, whoa, no. Whoa. Mm -hmm. This was months of work, Mikhail. How could you do this to me? <laughs> man, we, we it was, it was, it was a life and death situation, man. <laughs> it's like we were either freezing to death or we, we, yeah, we needed that fight. No, no, I don't. I, I don't want to hear it. I need to be alone right now. Oh, no. You can't be alone. It's the holidays. We're all here. We're all stuck in this slightly smelling of chemicals studio. But all of the money, all of the work. The most important thing is, as Leah says, firstly, she hates it when we fight. And as much as I, I said Christmas is about fighting, I think it's important to remember that we are all good friends. And here we are at, around the holidays with each other. And Ryan, uh, maybe, you know, we can fire up mm -hmm. Leon's old copy of Tekken and I will let you win. Maybe that will make you feel better. Mm. <laughs> uh, I can't stay mad at you. I'm sorry, Mikhail. I'm sorry I yelled at you. I, I understand. Yeah, here's something outside, actually. Uh, I think maybe they're sending some snowplows down the road. Oh, nice. Yeah. And might. you know what I saw in a movie once is that uh, film canisters actually burn pretty well we might be able to engineer some way to get these to melt right through these frozen doorknobs and try to push our way out it does feel pretty warm in here maybe we should check reminds me of uh, of a yeah. resident evil puzzle <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah and i can actually read this one <laughs> let's uh let's give this one more try everyone together now let's hit this doorknob together and <clears throat> push. hey <laughs> it looks like it worked we're free oh, uh, right. well now that now that the door's open 
I almost kind of don't want to leave. Yeah. Leon, why don't you, uh, why don't you play us one more song and, uh, just to kind of, you know, put a nice cap on this day. Let's and, sledge uh, out of here to this piece of music. <laughs> that sounds, sounds nice. like a great plan. Let's go over the over the horizon into the sunset with uh, with the unimpeachable uh, "Freeze Easy Pete" tune by Grant Kirkhope from Banjo Kazooie. Uh, this particular one has a uh, has a really interesting opening. I don't know how to describe what instrument it is doing that like at the beginning, but mm. it's like it's a very kind of it it feels like an old west almost type of. Uh, like the grandeur of like overlooking a canyon or something like that. That's always how it struck me anyways. Oh, it's such a magnificent level. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. think, again, you know, when I first played this, I was, uh, I guess I was in my mid-twenties, but nothing really ever before or after evoked the feeling of Christmasiness uh, more than, than Freeze Easy Peak, uh, the level and the, uh, you know, with the, with the little twinkly Christmas lights and... And, uh, and those mani- a bit the scary snowman yeah, yeah. making it slightly more scary than I wanted. I was going I to wanted, say, but, there's, uh, <laughs> there's maniacal snowman with the, with the crazy laughter. Maniacal snowman. Yeah, we did talk about those on uh, on the Banjo-Kazooie podcast on Kane and Rince back in uh, issue 137. But, uh, but other than that... Uh, flying around in the air with with uh, Kazooie's wings on Banjo's back and uh, yeah. circling that giant snowman to these amazingly atmospheric sounds, um, influenced mm. no doubt by lots of classic Christmas music. But yeah, if if ever there was a tune to hop on a sledge and ride away into the sunset with three of your podcasting buddies too, I think it's this one. Well, it's been a joy getting to hang out with all of you today. Uh, I'm sorry that we couldn't get the sound of play special that we wanted to record but you know what there's always next year mm. but until then <laughs> this is freeze easy peak by grant kirkhope from banjo kazooie let's leave off on that <laughs> thanks for joining me guys thanks mm. happy Absolutely. holidays everybody bundle up it's cold